Many commonly used medications are being implicated in increased risk of osteoporotic fractures, protein pump inhibitors, for example. But psychotropics are getting scrutiny as well. You're listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, and with me today is Dr. Donald Robinson. Dr. Robinson is Professor of Pharmacology and Medicine at the University of Vermont and the author of more than 175 scientific papers on neuroscience topics. In addition, he is a consultant on CNS drug development for worldwide drug development. Welcome to ReachMD, Dr. Robinson. It's a pleasure to be with you. Which psychotropics are implicated in the risk of osteoporotic fractures? Well, there have been studies looking at all of the psychotropic agents, and they have implicated most of them. However, the studies, the earlier studies had some limitations, and so we now have the benefit of a couple of reliable, large epidemiologic studies that it seem to indicate that the serotonin reuptake inhibitors and also the benzodiazepines are associated with a significant increased risk of osteoporotic fractures. So two of the most commonly prescribed medicines we use, SSRIs and benzos. That's correct. Now, does it matter at what age one starts, say, the SSRIs? You know, more and more it seems like these medicines are being used in children and adolescents. Well, I think there are concerns at the two ends of the age spectrum. In children and adolescents, uh, they're still in a period of rapid bone growth, and they therefore may be at some increased risk because of the changes that are going on in their skeletal structure. At the other end of the age spectrum, and here I would refer to subjects who are at least 50 years of age or older, they're at risk because they are subject to osteoporosis, and data suggests that For adults 50 years of age or older, there is a 50% incidence of osteoporotic changes in women, and in men, about a 20% increased incidence of osteoporosis above the age of 50. So therefore, I would have some concerns about long-term use of the serotonin reuptake inhibitors, for one, and perhaps also for the benzodiazepines in the older age group. Now, are the other antidepressants in the clear, say the SNRIs, like venlafaxine? Well, the studies to date do not implicate the SNRIs. I would say that it's probably because of insufficient data that we really don't have a conclusive answer to that. There is some of the earlier studies that were done I mentioned the earlier studies tended to be smaller sample sizes and without all of the case controls that one would like, but they raised the possibility that the older tricyclic antidepressants were associated with some increased risk of osteoporotic fractures. So I would think the best answer is that we don't have a clear answer about the risk of the tricyclics, which of course were dual uptake inhibitors. That's also true of some of the newer agents. We just don't have sufficient data. 
What is the role of these neurotransmitter systems, be they serotonin or norepinephrine, in bone metabolism? That's something most of us don't know anything about. Yes, yes. It's very, very interesting, actually, because it's a fairly new finding. And the evidence is emerging that the neurotransmitter drugs, that is the monoamine neurotransmitter drugs, serotonin and dopamine, do have effects on bone metabolism. And this is based on animal studies. But the studies clearly show that there are, first of all, anatomically, there are nerve terminals that innervate bone. And the nerve terminals that have been studied in animal research shows that these receptors actually mediate several of the neuropeptides, like calcitonin, and also that they have effects on the monoamine neurotransmitter systems. So that, for example, the neurotransmitter dopamine has been implicated because the absence of dopamine receptors in animals who've had genetic deletions of the neurotransmitter dopamine transporter clearly have changes in their bones affecting the vertebra and the long bones. So it, there's clearly evidence that the dopamine transporter does affect the integrity of the skeleton. And similarly, for serotonin, they've now shown that serotonin receptors are present in the different types of bone cells, including, most importantly, the osteoblasts, which are one of the major cell types in bone production. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and with me today is Dr. Donald Robinson. We are discussing the increased risk of fractures with psychotropics. Do we understand what exactly serotonin does in the bone metabolism? Well, it seems evident that serotonin does affect the bone production. As I said, the serotonin receptor is involved in mineral production, and so it has some, clearly some effect, but exactly where, other than knowing that it's an effect on the osteoplastic cell, which is one of the primary bone-producing cell types, we don't know the exact mechanism. We do know, for example, that normal Rodents who are treated, that is mice, treated chronically with the SSRI fluoxetine have diminished bone structure and a weakening of the bones, particularly the weight-bearing sites of skeletal bone. It's also known that, has been shown in animal studies, the monoamine transporter is important in bone production, and that's true for both serotonin and for dopamine, so that the evidence is rather convincing that both serotonin and dopamine are in some ways involved in the physiology of bone production. Now, if dopamine is involved, wouldn't that mean the antipsychotics are also likely to cause problems with fractures? Yeah, one would think so, but interestingly, there are some fairly definitive epidemiologics where they've looked at all of the psychotropic agents in large populations with case-matched controls that 
suggest that the use of the antipsychotic drugs is not associated with increased risk of osteoporotic fractures. So what variables would increase a patient's risk to having fractures if they're on psychotropic medication? Well, the two agents that in larger studies definitively been shown to be associated with osteoporotic fractures are the SSRIs and also the benzodiazepines. To a lesser extent, some of the other antidepressants may also be involved with increased risk. But interestingly, the use of lithium has been shown to decrease the risk of osteoporotic fractures, which is an interesting finding and is probably related to the fact that lithium has effects that would actually increase the generation of bone by these osteoblastic cells. What about diagnostically? Are there certain diagnoses that might increase a patient's risk? Yes, there's a long list of related medical illnesses that are associated with increased risk of fracture. So medical disorders like diabetes, hypertension, ischemic heart disease, rheumatoid arthritis, of course, and certain other medical disorders have been associated with increased osteoporotic fractures. And then with regard to the mental health disorders, there is an association with the diagnoses of substance abuse or dependence, depression, dementia, and psychosis. So there's quite a long list of medical and psychiatric diagnoses that are associated with increased risk of fracture. However, in these comprehensive epidemiologic studies, even when one factors in all of those increased risk factors, there's still an association, as I mentioned, with antidepressant drug use, particularly the SSRIs, and also, to a lesser extent, with the use of benzodiazepines. What does this all mean, Dr. Robinson, to the practicing clinicians? Should we, for example, get bone density scans on our patients that are on benzos or SSRIs? I think what it means is that one may want to rethink the long-term use, long-term exposure to antidepressant drugs in the older age groups. And I don't know that it is clinically feasible or practical to do bone density studies, although in general that's probably a reasonable diagnostic procedure in any adult in the older age group. But I think in general the message is that there is an association with these agents and it's a dose-related effect. The best clinical advice would be if one selects an SSRI in an elderly patient to not continue the drug for prolonged periods of time. And the same, of course, would be true of the benzodiazepines. And I assume just kind of the common sense sorts of recommendations, such as weight-bearing exercise when appropriate, and calcium supplementation might be especially important in these patients. It's especially important that the patients at risk exercise regularly. Of course, walking, other kinds of weight exercises are good as long as they're approved by their family doctor. 
Sounds good. Well, thank you so much for being on our show. This is an unrecognized problem. Yes, it's a pleasure to talk with you, and it's clear that it's a new and emerging medical problem that suggests that one should use some caution in the elderly using these particular psychotropic agents. I'd like to thank our guest, Dr. Donald Robinson from Burlington, Vermont, recently voted the healthiest city in America, by the way. We've been discussing the relationship between psychotropics and fractures. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt. You're listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Please visit our website at reachmd.com, which features our entire library through on-demand podcasts. You may also call us toll-free with your comments and suggestions at 888-639-6157. That's 888-639-6157. Thank you for listening.